1: Thank you for joining us today. God put everything in perfect order. He did it for us. That's how much he loves us. In six days, he alone created the heavens and the earth. And on the seventh day, he rested from his labor. He blessed the seventh day and made it holy. What does that tell us? To rest from our labors on the day God set aside for that purpose. And first and foremost, worship him. Listen as Pastor Rander speaks to us on the awesomeness that comes from worshiping God and resting in Him. What we have come for, and that is to hear a
2: word from the Lord. Anoint us now, may many come to know you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus Christ we pray, and all God's children said, Amen. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to just do a tidbit of a review. We've been engaging in the book of Genesis, and uh, we gave you the historical perspective and culture and history as it relates to that great first book written by God through Moses. And then we uh, preached uh, Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 31 on last Sunday, and we're going to continue from there in Genesis chapter 2, but I want to go back and just give a snapshot of a review before launching off into today's passage. So let's review what God created on each day in Genesis 1, 31, 1, chapter 1, verse 1 through 31 to kind of give those who weren't here a snapshot of what we did. Well, on the first day, God created light in Genesis chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. We have on the first day in Genesis 1, 3 through 5, God created light. It was needed to provide light and warmth and to stimulate growth. On the second day, God created the expanse, which is the atmosphere, the sky and airspace above the earth that's found in Genesis chapter one, verses six through eight, God creating the expanse. It was needed to provide air and water to sustain life and growth. On the third day, God created the water, dry land, and vegetation, which is in Genesis chapter one, verses nine through 13. It was needed for man, for animals, vegetation, and to give variety and beauty to the earth. Then on the fourth day, God created light on the earth to regulate day and night. In Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 through 19, this was needed to provide the seasons, the days, the years for man animals and vegetation. Then on the fifth day, God created sea creatures and birds in Genesis chapter one, verses 20 through 23. And they were needed to populate the waters and sky to help provide variety, beauty, and enjoyment for man on the sixth day. God created land animals. Then he created man, both male and female. This is found in Genesis chapter 1, verses 24 through 31. And they were needed to populate the earth and to help carry on the reproduction of life. Man was created in the image of God to freely love God, to freely worship God, to freely serve and enjoy fellowship with his God. Now let's review last week's summary. Number one, I said last week, our hearts should be moved to worship and adoration for our creator and savior. As we look at the vast creation, its intricate and meticulous design, along with the beauty and order Of the solar system, we should worship and praise and exalt the God of the universe as we behold the wondrous works of. A creative, majestic God, it should move us to unrestrained praise and worship. As we see God's wisdom in creation, we see his power and the grandeur of his creation on display. This gives witness to the existence of a creator who is God. My friends, when you can look at the flower and the bumblebee, When you can look at the woodpecker and the snowflakes and raindrops. And when you look at the rivers and the lakes and the moon and the stars and the sun and everything else. When you look at the creation, you can conclude. Listen, if you if you got any sense at all. You can't come to any conclusion. But God created it all. As a matter of fact, if you don't believe God created it all, God calls you a fool. Because Psalms 14.1 says a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You've got to be a fool to see all of this and conclude that it came by evolution, or chance or some big bang. No wonder the psalmist says in Psalms 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. No wonder the summit says in Psalms 102, 25, of old, you laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens and the work of your hands. Number two, God is glorified through structure and order. We see the, the world as we know it being created in stages on each day. And God brought structure and order and and what man does is when he comes, he likes disorder, he likes chaos and confusion, something can look nice, and he'll just write graffiti all over it, and all that because he Satan don't want the gospel propagated, and so what God brings order Satan loves to bring confusion so as to hinder and thwart the work of God, so therefore he takes an earth that is void. God takes an earth that's dark and without form and meticulously creates a universe that is filled with design, that's filled with beauty and structure, a universe that's created with order and light and life. And then he creates a universe in perfect balance and totally complete. And it is running As God created it to be since he said in the beginning, let there be (sighs) number three, God created the universe to bring himself pleasure. God created the universe to bring himself pleasure. God created man and woe man to glorify and have fellowship with him. That's the chief end of man is to glorify God and to have wonderful communion and fellowship with him. So much more that that Isaiah 43 7 says, everyone who is called by my name, whom I have created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I made him. You are not an accident, my friends. God created you for his divine glory and for his divine purposes. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. You are not happenstance. You were created by the very hand of God fashioned in his image That's right. For his glory, God has a plan and purpose for your life. There's no such thing as my mom and daddy had an accident when they had me. If there's activity was going on that brought you in this world, you are not an accident. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power around the throne of God. We have the acknowledgement of God creating everything, even around the throne as we worship God. The saints and the, the four living creatures and all of the celestial creatures, creatures are saying, you created all things. And by your will, they exist and were created. You were created at his pleasure
1: for his divine purpose. God blessed the day that he rested and said in his word, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. This day is specifically set aside to worship and adore our heavenly Father. As God's own, we must follow the path he has created for us. God deserves all honor, glory, and praise every day. Yet even as his children, we find ourselves giving less time to the things of God and more time to the things of this world that have no spiritual significance. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. And then number four, we must
2: not worship the things created by God, but rather the God God. Of creation, the God of the things, and, but we reverse it instead of worshiping the, worshiping the God who created these things. We worship the things instead of the creator of the things. Exodus 23 through 5 says, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. God created you. He put all these things here for for God's. Glory and for your enjoyment. And he said, Don't you worship the stuff that I created? Worship me. You don't worship the God of computers and social media and television and rap and movie stars and celebrities and iconic persons. You're to worship God, who should be our superstar. <laughs> Jeremiah 25, six says, do not go after other gods to serve them and worship them and do not provoke me to anger with the works of your hands. I will not harm you if you worship me. Number five, we must be good stewards of God's creation since he created it, everything and then put us here. <laughs> To enjoy and to worship God, every human being was made in the image of God. Therefore, we must not hurt one another because every human being is made in the image of God. We must not harm one another because every individual is made in the image of God. We must not exploit each other. We must not exploit the elderly nor the children. We must not abuse people, abuse our wives and children and the elderly and the babies and the ch- and the children and so forth. We must not steal from one another. We must not cheat one another. We must not lie to one another. We must not gossip about one another. We must not slander and we must not murder anyone physically or with our tongues because life and death is in the power of the tongue. You say, well, I've never killed anybody physically, but you may have just killed someone with your tongue to the point that they're in depression. To the point that they are still in recovery. To the point that they have given up and perhaps even become suicidal because of that tongue. Now, all of that was review and that was a snapshot. If you want more of that, you need to get last week's message In the in the storm. But now I want to transition and give you the passage to be read today in Genesis chapter two, verses one through four and then verse 15. And we'll just see how far we're going to get. I'm not going to get through. So God has just given me a stopping point and we'll continue next time. Lord willing. Genesis chapter two now, verses one through four and then verse 15. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished. And all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work. That he had done. And he rested on the seventh day. From all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day. And made it holy. Because on it God rested from all his work. That he had done in creation. Verse 4. These are the generations. Of the heavens and the earth. When they were created. And the day that the Lord God. Made the earth and the heavens then look down at verse 15 the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it I want to preach the day God rested the day God rested What is missing, especially in the American culture and society today, is an absence of rest. We are stressed. We are so fragile. We are downright tense. There's somebody under my voice by radio, television, and even in this congregation today, you are on the edge. You're edgy. Because of of insufficient rest, you are fatigued. You are maxed out, burned out, and at the breaking point because of a deficiency of rest in our lives. Many will not say it, but their actions indicate that they think they are invincible and assume that they can carry on with no consequences. But you're fooling yourself. Many of you get up in the morning You sleep to the last minute because of staying up late the night before for several reasons, such as parents who have gone back to school doing assignments, not to mention parents helping children with their homework. You stay up late the next night and get up at the last minute the next morning because of working two jobs to make ends meet. Working on projects they have that you've taken home from the job You can't rest because of extracurricular school activities. You can't rest because of the cleaning, the cooking, the washing, the shopping, the excessive amounts of time watching television. Some of you tire yourself out at the tube. And some of you can't get up the next morning because you've been communicating too much through social media. You're on Facebook and email and you're tweeting everybody at the expense of not going to bed. Some of you can't rest at night because of restlessness and anxiety, worrying about tomorrow all through the night and the inability to shut down mentally from the day's activities to go to sleep. You lay down and your mind is still in the go mode. In this passage, God rested and he expects us to do the same as well. I pose a question to you. Where is the rest in your life? Now, some of you say, well, pastor, I'm loving this message. I can't wait to leave here so I can rest. (laughs) You know, I talk about this and you start giving up three or four ministries in the name of rest. (laughs) But don't you stop right there. I'm not through yet. (laughs) Look at verse one. Thus. The heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. In this verse, God makes a a concluding summary statement. He makes a concluding summary statement declaring that his work was finished in six literal 24 hour days. The Lord created the heavens and earth and he filled it with everything it needed. And the world that he created lacked nothing. The universe, as God created it, was so stunning. And it was a masterpiece created with splendor. He didn't do anything haphazard when he created this world. It's a beautiful world. He created it with beauty. And he created it with absolute splendor and perfection. And when he, he when he created the sun the moon the stars the galaxies and the land the sea and the creatures and the creation the creation all of that he said it's good and on the end he tagged it it's very good it was so good that it was perfect it was so perfect that it is not in need it, it is not in need of repair who has gone up and repaired the light and the sun huh <laughs> Who repairs the moon or the stars? The creation does not even need revisions. It's amazing. He created it and he created it perfect in perfect unity and balance. Totally complete. Verse two. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested. Say rest it. He rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. In this verse, on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested. God, the God of the universe, rested. I mean, he is all wise. He is all powerful. He is all knowing. He is is eternal in his being. The scripture says, for everlasting to everlasting, thou art God, and yet God rested." God here is providing a pattern or model for man's work cycle. When he rested, he had us on his mind. God Almighty, he was providing a pattern and model for man. For man's work cycle, God rested on the seventh day, not because he was weary. He rested not because he was tired, not because he was burdened, not because he was exhausted. He re- Why did he rest, Draper? He rested because his creative work was complete. His creative work was complete. So complete that Isaiah forty twenty eight a says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. Look, underline this. Neither faints nor is weary. God does not get tired. He has never fainted. My God, if he did, we'd all be in trouble. Psalms 121.4 says, behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. God does not have to go to sleep because he's God. That's why folk do stuff at the night. They must think God go to bed. He's napping. God does not nap. He sees what you're doing in the dark because the dark is his light to him as it is dark to you. God God doesn't have to take pills. God doesn't need none of that. He neither slumbers, his eyes doesn't get heavy like yours in church when I'm preaching. You know, if you want to go to sleep, why don't you put my message on at bedtime since it works in church? Huh? Turn the TV off. Go to sleep on the word. Since you like to sleep on the word, that's a good sedative. Thank you, Holy Ghost get off the drugs, put a message in your ear and then go to sleep. The Hebrew word for rest is Sabbath, which means God abstained or ceased from his creative work because his work was complete in a- his work was so complete until there was nothing left to be done. He didn't say, Oh, I forgot to make that star on the east side, or I, I left that mountain out over on the west coast of America. Oh no, when he said it is complete, it was nothing was left undone. This day was set apart as a special day of consecration to God. That's why we worship. Today is a set apart as a special day of consecration to God. The Sabbath day also provided a day of work from a week's labor and for worship and fellowship between God and man. And God even wanted to rest the animals, as you see uh, under the law, the Mosaic law. God repeated the same truth again when he set forth the Sabbath requirement by Moses. If you turn with me, have your Bibles, turn to Exodus 20, uh, chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. You see, so rest did not start in the, uh, in, in the Mosaic covenant. It started just after he created everything. Huh? Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11, when you find it, say amen. It says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, hmm? nor your stranger who is within your gates. Here it is. Here's a reference to the creation and God resting. Verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath
1: day and hallowed it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Maranatha Bible church celebrates 30 years of service to the glory of God for his abundant favor and immeasurable blessings in two celebratory services. Join us for an evening of praise, worship, and fine dining on Friday, May the 18th, 2018, featuring musical artist and stellar award winner, Micah Stampley, at the Marriott Northwest Ballroom, thirty-two thirty-three Northwest Loop 410, San Antonio, Texas. Advanced ticket purchases at $50 per person are available through Thursday, May the 10th, 2018 by contacting April at 210-821-5683, extension 222 you are also invited to our celebratory worship service and musical on sunday may the 20th 2018 at 10 a.m at maranatha bible church located at 7855 east loop 1604 north converse texas the maranatha bible church family looks forward to celebrating the amazing goodness of god with you